0: But I think at some point you have to really go on the field and, and look at um, really what makes number one so unique and what can I do to not actually replicate only what number one is doing, but overtake and really build something that is at least 10 times better than the number one.
1: All right, welcome to SEO Unveiled. Today I've got a really awesome guest. It's Baba Hausman. He works as in house head of SEO at Mali, the most loved payment service provider in in Europe. Baba has been in SEO since 2012, so we know he's got a ton of experience. Most of it is built on working with startups, small, medium sized businesses, and scale ups. He particularly enjoys the challenge of building the case for SEO, uh, knowing perfectly well himself that it's the best channel of all. And in his spare time, If he has any, I'm not sure how much he does have. He supports and mentors startups on SEO. He evangelizes that in a limited budget is no excuse. This is where SEO can strive for the best. Creative ideas, unique perspectives, and immense opportunities for growth. He truly believes that, that and has demonstrated that small teams can bring massive results if they focus on the right thing, which is for him to do your research right and be ruthless in your priorities. I, I really want to welcome Baba to the, to the show today. Thanks, Baba, for joining us.
0: Thanks, Clay. I'm very excited. It's a very uh, great opportunity and uh, looking forward to chat uh, more about my passion of SEO.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's always interesting to hear people's stories about SEO and how they got started. And I feel like you must have a pretty interesting story of why you got into SEO in the first place. So, why don't we start there?
0: Yeah, actually, um, no, you, you're wrong. I don't have a very... Uh, uh, Fun story, just like it came by chance, really. Um, uh, I don't have any side project that I started on and then I went into SEO. I just got lucky right after finishing my studies. Uh, I got hired in in Germany, in a a startup in fashion e-commerce. And then that was at the time, you know, when you had Panda and Penguin that just started. So it was really fun to see the kind of the changes going towards more uh, user-driven SEO and yeah, they have, all this fun thing and then my passion build up build up build up and yeah i'm enjoying every moment of it and um yeah having fun really with startups with scale ups uh different assemblies on really getting uh getting the the let's say the gospel of seo out
1: yeah it sounds like you were really thrown straight into the fire when you first got involved because you know coming in and panda being there very quickly after you joined i feel like most seos would be like that's that's a pretty rough, rough go because everything kind of resets and then you have to kind of reset your priorities and reset like your strategy and figure out what are you going to be doing next? And and how do you kind of, you know, get over some of the sometimes the either a bump up or bump down from the uh, the the different updates?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially with the website we're in, we're some kind of like an unnecessary middleman to Google. So um, it was even more difficult with Panda coming in. To create content that is awesome, that is really helping the user, that is inspiring. So yeah. we had a bit, uh, yeah, a few, hum- uh, yeah, a few bumps along the way, but eventually we managed. And uh, yeah, Penguin didn't help also on some markets. Uh, doing more of the old school SEO and uh, link building. So yeah, that that was a tough learning, but uh, made it fun and actually I learned faster this way. I think so. Uh, the- I'm very happy about this.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting you talk about kind of like old school methods and talk about backlinking because I feel like people still talk a lot about backlinking. What's your take on getting backlinks? Like, what do you think works today, or is it something that that you know people should still be doing?
0: Um, I do think people should be still doing this. I think it's different per market. Also, I mean, I know more in Europe. Um, So you would have, for example, in the German market, um, the SEO understanding is more mature than it is for example in france uh, that has changed of course in the last few years but um, <clears throat> when you say i want a link in germany they know it's for seo and it's a bit more tricky while well, yeah. yeah, in france um it's a bit more it's a bit different um, so they'll do that those are two examples but i think the way you do seo does evolve um, i'm a bit worried about also yeah all the buying of links that's something i try to avoid but sometimes it's necessary so um it works um everyone has a different take on this um for me i do prefer to have more like campaigns or a bit more uh holistic um uh, towards like the whole marketing online marketing um discipline so really mixing a bit of branding pr uh of course a ceo content um content um yeah strategies and so on where you just create something and well The goal is to break the Internet, right? Uh, So the goal is really to do this and get a lot of links. Not all of them will be insane and great, maybe just to the homepage. But that's also uh, yeah, brand awareness. um, It will benefit your SEO. So that's something that I really truly believe in. It's difficult, takes a lot of investment or sometimes just 24 hours and a great idea and and easy execution. But yeah. the reward is absolutely amazing. It's a thrill. and uh, something I always like strive for. So yeah, I I see like um that as a great benefit um for the business, but also personally.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely makes a lot of sense. So um I, I think you know, one thing that I keep on wanting to understand from people is a little bit about the trends that they're seeing in SEO right now that they're excited about because I feel like everybody has a different take on what right now means and what's what's exciting in seo
0: yeah so for me i would say there's uh three trends really that i i really enjoy and work on so one is more about the rankings really or like like how you position yourself um and it's something you see or I start seeing more out about is the uh, zero volume keywords um so it's something that is not new of course uh, you have tons of, of tools out there that don't have like a Perfect data set, and that's normal. They will never have. Um, but what is interesting with this is that we are switching more from pure search engine optimization to more user optimization or user intent optimization, of course. So it's really about um having a great understanding of not only the business but also user um, and knowing exactly the question they ask and not worrying so much about the the search volume. Of course, that's difficult with with uh, the stakeholders uh it's difficult to sell but that is fun because that's where you i think seo is very uh powerful there is about educating people it's like very like it feels like black magic most most of the time and you can use that as a force that's what i do and it's really about explaining okay why people might be interested in this and then you try just launch a few content and you see the magic happening and that's where you can really show off and then get more resources so that That's something I really enjoy doing because really I feel more connected to the business than really just looking at, Oh yeah, it has that much search volume. I will just go for it. And a great thing. Usually the competition is not there. So, um, because they're looking at search volume. So that's, that's one trend. Um, another trend I really like, um, and it's also more personal. Uh it's actually AI content, but I want to be careful about this. It's not about AI content, like creating content on the scale, but it's more using as a as an assistant copywriter. Um I'm saying that's personal more because there's one thing that I'm very bad at and I'm very proud to say it is writing content. Um I always say if I had more time, I will write a shorter email. Yeah. That is that is my life. Um, I'm suffering a lot, but I'm having fun with it too. And really, like by using AI on some topics, I have the ideas, you know, I have like a lot of things I want to talk about, but I just don't know how to express it properly. So having AI, um, kind of, of, of use the right sentences of the right, the right structure and so on. I not only like get, um, my ideas out there and, and, and and written in a nice way, but I learned also from the way it's, it's built and, and, it's, and it's written. So um, yeah, that is something that do do, uh, do enjoy seeing, but also seeing like in SEO, how does that play in and how Google reacts to it, of course. Yeah. Um, and the last thing about that, and I think it's not, I mean, it's as important to me. I mean, SEO is about, of course, ranking links and so on, but it's always something that's super important, so the processes you have behind uh, your SEO program um, or like your SEO machine. And one is really by using, um, yeah, Python and LP, machine learning, all those like kind of uh, uh, modern stuff, I would say, um, really to to get your process right and to spend more, uh, less time actually, or actually more time on the thing that really matters, the things you're excited about and not the thing that can be really automated. So, Things that can be automated. I mean, keyword research with NLP machine learning can be, uh, automated keyword classification and stuff like this. It's never perfect, but you have to start somewhere and get that uh, things yeah. rolling. So yeah, those are basically trends I'm really, uh, have a, I really have an eye for. I'm really looking into and, and having fun trying to come up with ideas and then developing them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like you, there's a whole bunch of great stuff here to talk about, and I mean, we could start with the like Python and NLP stuff. Like, how how much um, post, you know, like you know, uh, the program running? Do you do you have to? How much post stuff do you have to do to kind of reorganize or or make sure things are things are 100, or are you getting to like 99 of of its essentially spot-on and then it's just like one or two that are off
0: no that takes uh, that takes more time um yeah right now uh, I'm just more started with this so yeah. I'm not really confident of uh, of uh, of saying like answering that question let's say but okay. it's more um with Python right now I mean the thing that I've used in the past where mainly um, I mean uh, usually SEOs right are just one uh, one or two su at first and then you have a ton. Well, sorry, shitloads of people around you. Yeah, a lot of stakeholders really that are there, and that don't know anything about SEO, but they have to do things in order to prevent them to break uh, your uh, your uh, SEO program. Um, and one way that I had is what um, at some point they were launching a lot of content campaigns, so like really a lot of landing pages. And as the only SEO, I was like, okay, I need to have an eye for that, so I have to look at everything that they launch. So uh, right. at some point, when you have multiple markets. Uh, on one week, you have maybe 20, 30 pages that are being live. Um, yeah. I don't want to check that myself. So I just, um, I learned Python from scratch uh, and I I just created a, a very small and simple script uh, just to check a landing page. Uh, it's a landing page was published. It was an RSS feed to uh, Slack. Uh, it, would get, it would fetch this um, URL and uh, check different things like meta titles, description, uh, all the yeah, um links if they're working or not, um, different things I wanted to look at and then it would send a report directly to the person who published it uh, directly on Slack. So I don't have to do anything uh, mm-hmm. and they own more of like the SEO uh, performance in that sense there. So it's just, like small things like this that really do help making my job easier. And sure. uh, if you have a robot taking care of it, it's even nice.
1: Uh, oh yeah, nice. for sure, for sure. The robot yeah. is super helpful. And then yeah. when it comes to AI content, that's something that's super controversial. So I think you hit yeah. on that that there's a lot of lot of um, difference between just saying AI content and and what is the implementation like, and what are people using it for. And so you talk about like as a copywriter, what what do you mean by that uh, exactly? Do you mean you know you come up with a the keyword and the ideas or outline, and you have it fill in a little bit, or or how 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 do you think is the best way for you to use it? Um, yeah, your use case.
0: Yeah, I mean, in my use case really is um, so, as I said, I mean, uh, and you presented also in my, in my bio is that um, I do believe that the research is important and then the rest is just like fun and just easy to do once the research yeah. is done right, you're good to go. So, by this, I mean, so of course, you have to do your due diligence, let's say, secure research, uh, looking at competition, the um anatomy, and so on and from this you're able to come up with of course the keywords uh and then not fine uh with a search intent and so on and from this you can create then uh, the ai content based on this and then refine it to remake it more your own uh and that's that's what i do i'm making i try to make it more myself but i sure. have still like an ai that basically built the sentences for me yeah uh, and um and then it's me like just making sure that it, it fills my brand or or it fills the brand I'm working for. So yes, yes, um, yeah, that that is the way I use it. Like, um, I I don't believe we should just use AI to spit out content just fast. Um, you, I mean, I wouldn't do uh yeah. with one exception in mind. Um, and it was before the helpful content update. So let's see after. I mean, we have to see uh to still try and see how it reacts to it. But one thing you could Or I would use AI in that sense is also for content that are less, um, visible. It's on the websites just to, just to launch some, some content out there to get a response and to get data, to get data from impression. It doesn't mean you're going to have clicks, but just to have like an impression of how people are, yeah, potentially finding this content. And then there you get true data and then you can use that to create other topics or to uh, refine and refresh this content.
1: Um, So like a starting point. Like if, you, if yeah, you're exactly. a brand, you don't have much content at all, and it's going to take like a year to develop a bunch of content, maybe put out like 10 different pieces on 10 different keywords to see what kind of works in your market, and then take those topics that do are winners and then revise those to make them kind of more the yeah. material. I mean,
0: yes, but with keeping in mind that it's like creating this type of content and that's something that i think is important it's not just it's just like temporary it's just like to to kind of test it's an experiment right and once you've done the experiment uh well you do whatever with the content of course but for me it would be like okay well i have experiment on that on that topic i'm went with three different angles let's say this one wins what do I do with the others? Do I redirect, kill them and redirect them to one? Or do I create more content, spin off and so on? So it's really uh, more as an experiment, uh, knowing that it might not bring any clicks, but it's more about, yeah, looking for the impressions potentially and then see, okay, can I use this? And how does Google react to this? Like, is it something that they completely trash? And I say, like, yeah, no, that's, that's, that, that's yeah. not helping the user. Oh, is it something that has potential? Um, yeah. Of course, we we're just starting with this, right? So uh, it's like it's experiments, and you have to see really what works. But I think we need to still need to be uh, there for the user rather than being like a, a content machine.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely there for the user it seems to be super important these days. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and then you talk about the like transition from like SEO to user intent optimization. Can you mm-hmm. talk a little bit more about the difference between kind of like maybe the former of how people, how you kind of looked at SEO before the switch to user intent optimization and how you're doing it differently now?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, what what I would say I, I do now, um, I mean, before it's very difficult to, to look at it like how I did. It's just, I feel like I was really more Relying on a data set like I would look more look at the spreadsheet and just like look at where I see a gap. So really yeah. looking at the, the 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 data, but not really looking at that the pages that are there and so on. So the thing that I'm doing differently now is more really looking at for certain query in a certain market in a certain language, really to look at the um uh how Google interprets the, the the keyword. Like really do looking at the serps, really like having a, a deep dive on it. Yeah. Um, you can look, of course, at the search what it has in there, like video images and so on. So like there you get a feel of the intent, but it's also about looking uh, to look, uh, sorry. So, so, uh, uh, with looking of, um, the, the number one, number two and number three, I would not worry about the other ones. It's just mm-hmm. like, okay, how does Google feel that, um, those results are of quality results? And sure. the thing that also changes there and because of the user intent, of course, you're looking at the keyword that is there and you try to ask, understand your intent, uh, the, the intent by yourself with the product and the, or service you have. But then so, so, okay, looking at number one, really like, does it match the intent? At, does it provide an answer to the question? Is it something that that you can do? And that's something that where it's not, I mean, you can find a way or a proxy to get that, with just looking at data i mean you get more and more of those tools where you can do this that's great but i think at some point you have to really go on the field and and look at um really what makes number 1 so unique and what can i do to not actually replicate only what number 1 is doing but overtake and really build something that is at least 10 times better than the number 1 that's basically yeah. the thing that, oh, wow. that is, you have to relook at.
1: Yeah, makes it ten people, times better. That makes
0: better. That's, that's yeah. a great. I love that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, 10, for me, it's it's pretty easy because with one time, oh, one time better is once, but to twice better is just like okay, that's great. Three times better is still biased. Ten times better is just like okay, I'm answering to that question, but I'm also not only answering that question. I'm already um, kind of anticipating questions that are coming from that question so i'm trying to go the step further uh in order to have really a good first impression to uh to the user to the reader
1: yeah so i mean it, it sounds like you know it, it's covering a topic in real a real depth in a, in a further depth than than maybe even they intended at the beginning to give them a really thorough uh, explanation to kind of deep dive into, into where they're going, right. Yeah, content, but also, um, but also thinking through what would they be doing next? Not just what absolutely. they're doing right now. That's, that's absolutely. really
0: cool. Yeah. And in there, and in there it's really having, um, uh, at least some understanding because it's very difficult to have like the full understanding, but having some understanding of the customer journey, of course, so, yeah. because then, you know, can, that that's the best way you can anticipate, right? So um, try to match that. Uh, to me, that's something that that is working and and worked in the best. and it's just like okay, Google is really rewarding that kind of uh, that kind of content.
1: Yeah. So I mean, with all these different kind of ways and trends going on, and and what I've kind of seen in a lot of clients that we worked with and a lot of companies is that you know, the, the people around are not always as interested in helping implement some of these new ways of doing things. How are you getting these types of ideas that are you know a little bit more unique? You know, you talked about the zero volume keywords and, and getting those prioritized and things like that. It sounds like overall you come up with a lot of different types of tactics and trends that are a little, little nuanced versus what typical SEOs are doing or what they had been doing for the last five years. So how are you getting those prioritized in your company and and what's the difference between what you're doing and what maybe you know other people are doing to get to get initiatives prioritized?
0: yeah I mean I, I have to say I think that's potentially just my personal approach. Um, so I mean now I've been celebrating my three years at Molly um, and I've done it feels I haven't done much but eventually in retrospect like actually we started from very far. So, um, yeah so I was the first SEO there. So there was this whole education I had to do. And the education part is something I, I truly personally believe in uh, because, as I said, SEO is a bit like black magic. So you have, there's a lot of myth also. Uh, and so on. So you have to really kind of clear the way. You have to to really explain things. To, to, to say an example of how far we were, like when I started on the first week, people were like, oh, you're the new CEO manager. I was like, yeah, I wish. I'm not sure what it is, but like, I wish. Uh, so like, it was that far. And then it was about doing some bold things so really like presenting in a very bold way so um the first presentation i did to the whole company um was to say like um there was seo for dummies basically so i just i didn't explain what seo was that's the thing that is bold i don't want to explain to people i just want to say hey um whenever you see one of those words just reach out to me that's that's it. And I just spent 20 minutes just repeating a list of words, and I didn't put any context, no explanation in it. So I retried really to, to 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 put a mark on it. Uh, I think it was funny. I it was it was very very awkward, but I had so much fun doing it. Really. Well, so what
1: were some of these words that that are like that people should just go to you for?
0: Yeah. So there was some things like, uh, of course, keywords, uh, indexation, index, uh, robots, uh, follow, no follow, link. Even linked, yeah. you know, you know, like so, it's it's really random, but like also redirect four or four. Uh, so there was a bit of technical, there was a bit of content, there was off pages, like the whole scope of SEO. But I knew that some words people would hear it because that company is more like um, product first or really engineer first. So there was yeah. a lot of of that, um, and so I, I just went with those like. The, the common words we have, um, but what was important for me is not to explain them yet, but then uh, along the way to go in details more and educating people uh, in the uh, in the organization and by doing this, my approach was um, I mean I'm using a term that um, uh, another SEO is doing she's doing that very well um Jessica Bauman she's using that the SEO Army. Um, yes. so that, that kind of the thing that I'm doing, um, but really, um, a bit like a marketer is doing, um, is like the, the work of a marketer. So talking to the right audience. So knowing that the people in product marketing, uh, the people on the web team, the people in the content team, they have this different audience They talk different way well, differently. Um, yeah. they have different words they're using, they have different problems. And what I would do is like have a training absolutely dedicated to, uh, to, uh, to that audience. And then on a monthly basis, really engage them. Say, like, Hey, well, that's what worked, what didn't work. That's something new you can learn and so on. And thanks to this, you have a lot of curiosity, um, that you get getting developed about SEO. Uh, and sometimes you want, or at some point we reach like more the proactivity. So, uh, where, and that's the way, um, I get. Uh, SEO prioritized then and now is because people are interested and they know what they can do or cannot do. Um, and they know um, uh, that SEO is important. So yeah. um, so I mean, there was educating first and then there's also, so kind of three steps, um, educating. So putting the base, the foundations, then there is uh, more about be there and everywhere. So we're using Confluence and Jara. Every time, um, so I set up alarm, um, sorry, alerts, um, uh, and searches and so on. So I get spammed the hell by Confluence. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but every time that someone creates a page that I think can have an impact on SEO. I'm the first in their comment, like uh add a question and so on and say, hey, I have you thought of, of SEO, a bit like, hey, have yeah. you met Ted? Uh, hey, have you th- thought of SEO? And people are just like, how come are you so fast? I was like, don't worry, I I, I deal with this. How, how so it's really so like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's just about being being there and saying, hey, I care really about an SEO. And like, if you do this, I think the idea is great. I think it's it's a great thing. I don't want to be a blocker. I want really to enable them, uh, but just like if you do this, uh, you might ruin at least six months of my work, or I have to fix that for I have a year until we get results, and it's not going to help you eventually. So, yeah. they're a bit scared of me a bit, but uh, <laughs> that's not that's not the goal. Um, and the last thing, really, to get things prioritized is the it's a bit of politics because SEO touch like there's a lot of stakeholders involved, right? So, yeah, um, it's about getting to know the people, it's about learning about each department, what they do, even like I learned a lot about legal I learned a lot about compliance things that's just things that I don't know but I can see that then I have a better understanding of the company I have a better understanding also for users and so on and it's really uh we're working together on one goal so it's really having like this whole thing and um I have to say that really helps me a lot uh right now we're working on a very heavy project where um it's basically SEO first and that was initiated by SEO and I can tell you, in many companies, it's not. Um, yeah. We're working with a lot of agencies, and they're fairly impressed about the way SEO is handled for that project. I'm very proud of it, of course. But it's yeah, it's a long way. A um, lot of patience, uh, but also a lot of fun just doing this. And then the the reward is just like amazing uh, for me, at least right now.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, because I mean, you could definitely see the reward in traffic and new, in new revenue and things like that. So I think, feel, feel like there's it's a good way to be able to measure impact is is SEO because it's not as fluffy as a lot of other other areas in marketing um, and hard to hard to kind of pinpoint. You can pretty much nail it down pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah so I mean, you know, one thing that I'm wondering, you know, you seem like you're you seem like you're really ahead of the curve on a lot of different things. What, what are you doing to stay so plugged in to kind of the new things that are going on to try to figure out how to create you know, this this realm of of uh, of, you know, leverage over over competitors, if you
0: will? Yeah, I mean, there's uh, one key thing and I mentioned earlier that process are everything uh, and efficiency sure. is very important for me. Um, which is i don't subscribe to newsletter but let all the industry publications come to me so via Slack, rss feeds come into it every morning i check it uh there are sometimes when i'm on holidays i don't check them (laughs) that's fine but i catch up with them uh, after but not everything there is important not everything is interesting um but i managed to find my way around it and just the things that i feel like are relevant for later i save on um, Google Keep uh, uh notes. And the thing that I feel not relevant right now, trash and the other things I just um, then communicate about or do act on it right away. So it's basically this, and then having a fair understanding of the competition. Like uh I've, I've done a work where it was, that's uh, something that just initiated, which was looking at <clears throat> just on LinkedIn, who uh, of my competitors have a SEO team. Yeah. Uh, I could tell you that then uh, most of them don't have an SEO team at the time I checked. Uh, that helps because then I can say, oh, well, this one, okay, they're doing this not because of SEO. They have another agenda in mind, or oh, it's very yeah. basic SEO and so on. So I can really adapt on this um, I find really the right sources uh, for for informing my strategy. So this, and the last thing is really meeting SEO people. So I really enjoy uh, organizing events. Um, yesterday I had a bit of um, SEO after work in Amsterdam uh, where I'm based. Yeah. Um, a few too many beers, but it was fun. Uh, and, um, yeah, exchanging with other SEOs, we're easily, you know, uh, lost in our bubble. And I was, um, so, uh, at Mali for the first few years where I was just the only one. Um, but, uh, by exchanging with other people in other, um, other industry really helped because you can get, I mean, I get very, very much inspired by, things happen in more like B2C um, SEO, yeah. well, we are only doing B2B, but like we can, we can exchange knowledge. And then it's the way like, how are you willing to take the chance or the risk or to be bold about uh, uh, taking a bit of this um, initiative and transform it and transcribe it to your own uh, company?
1: And, and so, what do you see? What are you seeing as the difference between doing SEO for B2B versus B2C?
0: Yeah. I mean, with B2C, I, I, I compare with more, um, yeah, e-commerce. Um, mm-hmm. For me, the, the big difference is, I mean, the, the technical uh, SEO, at least for us, is not that insane as for e-commerce, of course. There's, uh, it's fairly easy in general. So there has, there's like a big um, chunk of my work, which is, okay, having a good understanding with the technical SEO for website, very important, um, but it's not... The core of my work um sure. and really the content um that is something that is super important where um at least for the experience i have uh, in b2b the content needs to be more factually correct um in a way it doesn't mean that in b2c doesn't have to be but sure. i think the discipline is is more um yeah it, there's more discipline around it um of course it doesn't help that you have um uh, website or like your money, your life, uh, website where you have to be even more factually correct. Sure. Uh, but yeah, that, that's something that I think is super, um, yeah, critical. And those yeah. are the main differences that I see. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you can, you can have different kind of tonality and different kind of subjects that aren't as, you know, you know, like your money, your life, you can have a little bit more, um, variation of opinion and, and things like that, that are, that are easier. Sure kind of light lighter reads, I guess maybe. Um yeah. so, you know, kind of kind of wrapping, kind of getting towards our, our wrap up area, I always like to ask people what everyone in our space should should stop doing. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean this one is pretty easy and uh I might be the advocate of Google here. I'm sorry. Uh, not sure. my not my intent. Um but I for for some years now I stopped looking at Google updates, like when someone comes and says, like, Hey, we have an update of like, Oh yeah. Great. Um, yeah. so I'm not, I'm not working. My work is not really to, to please Google. My, my work is to please the users. And I know Google is going that direction, all the updates that they have in recent years and recent days is towards this, of course. So um, how can I make sure that I'm on top of things for the users? Uh, because I know Google will reach that point at some point. Uh, so mm-hmm. like I, I, I don't strike. I mean of course the helpful content I heard of it of course and I look in, into it, but right now at the time we speak, there is little tremors. It's there's nothing really striking. Uh, good to know. I mean I was pretty we were pretty safe on our end too. But it's just like does that help me to know like with just little tremors or I just like maybe spending my time on the wrong things. So I prefer sure. to look at things that are really impactful and that help our business.
1: I mean, that's a, I feel like that's a good way to look at it because, you know, every few months there's a, another Google update mm-hmm. and, and a lot of people, you know, kind of tears their life apart for a couple of weeks. Um, and so if you think about it as, you know, little tremors along the SEO journey of, if you're just still focused on user intent and helping improve the user experience with it, with the aim towards you know helping them get towards your product as well, that that's kind of going to get you a lot, a lot of a lot of the way past the Pacific. worry about did you do something bad that Google doesn't like today? Because um, they they've seen you know I still feel like there's a lot of room to go. I still see yeah. those like you know if I search for you know like I don't know the best kind of flyers or something like that, I still get these videos, like easy vid, that's like top five screenshots or like here's yeah. five Amazon, you know, descriptions kind of rewritten, but it's the same thing and they're not helpful and they've never used the product. And yeah. uh, as long as I still see that, I feel like there's room for user intent based search to make a lot of, a lot of ground up.
0: Um, yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's also like the, the, the role of, of us SEOs to make sure we're pushing towards this. Uh, of course you have a lot of people that will benefit from from uh a bit different ways of doing um SEO. That's fine. But I think it's also our role as SEO to push to towards this greater and 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 I think funner, like I don't nicer way to do and actually not only SEO but to do marketing in general and just like Satisfy the user and user intent in that in that sense and yeah. and and help the business
1: sure. and then what what do you think people in our in our space should start doing today that they're not doing typically?
0: Yeah, um, so I think for me it's pretty easy is talk more to the team that not necessarily don't know SEO, but that are closer to your customers. So sure. the example for us, it's about who is talking to our to a customer in b two b it's mainly sales and support. So when you talk to them, um, you understand the word they're looking for and the word they're talking about. So that's the keywords. Yeah. The, keyword, the best keyword research you can do is not looking at tools, it's looking at the words that they're typing in the support on the chat, uh, that they're typing in the email to sales, in conversation to sales. It's also like, if you have this, then it's gonna be easy. And then by doing this, you're also empowering your sales and support team to somehow be proactive and come up with ideas that they say hey i have an idea i think it could be a great seo topic well first let me be the judge of this but thank you for your id i will let you know and then i'll contact you to get actually all the information from you we'll put that in a content and then we'll send that to you you can use that content for your outreach for your support and so on so double benefits and then we'll monitor and in a few months we'll tell you okay that's performing well or not and then we'll improve on this so that's really like that is something that is it's it's a resource you already have close to you. You don't need to spend any money on it, and it is extremely valuable. It's kind of the golden nugget, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I feel like there's there's some room there. Like I almost want to go through like my Zendesk support tickets and just put all that information like a word bubble generator to generate like the the biggest words that are just appearing over and over for our product to understand yeah. how. Were you know what are the 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 words that people use to characterize what's going on or the problems that they're having? Um, yeah, so absolutely. I
0: mean, yeah, th- there's this. I mean, you can use also NLP. Uh, you can use um, speech to text uh, API. Yeah. Uh, the problem you have to do this, and especially in Europe, you have to anonymize everything with like GDPR and so on, right? Yeah. So, but it, it's not impossible. It, it can be done. Uh, maybe it takes some time to develop su- such thing. Of course, you have to adapt to your own system internally. But like the value of this is absolutely, it's 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 key, right? And it then those are like the zero volume keywords, but you sure. know, they're already used. So yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I definitely want to give you some time to to share a little bit more about, you know, uh, what you're working on, how people can contact you. Is there anything that you want to like focus a spotlight onto about projects you're working on on the side? Definitely want to get kind of your yeah. take on that stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as I said, like uh, I have my main activity, which is at Molly, but on the side, I'm also mentoring and helping um, startups uh, mainly. So I'm currently working on developing an online course uh, uh, together with a kind of mentoring for startups. Yeah. Um, so I will I will share the, the link with you. Um, it's really a program for startup um, with what is important for me is like the limited seat and uh, with some kind of selection. Um, right now, I'm still like defining what the selection is but for me it's important that is some kind of a company that um make the world a better place in a way Perfect. so that that is really that's really broad right it's on purpose yeah. uh there could be a social or ecological impact but some like there's something that can be done here and i really want to help those startup that are that don't necessarily have an understanding of seo that don't necessarily have the team not the budget but i know for a fact that with no budget uh you can actually um a big David versus Goliath. Uh, you can really uh, well overtake your competition and and make absolutely wonder and see and have your product or your service being seen by the people that matter the most to you. So that's sure. something that I'm working on. And yeah,
1: well, that's that's fantastic. And how, how can people get in touch with you for stuff like that?
0: Yes, absolutely. So um, you can uh, reach out to me via email at uh, baba at seosman.com so seosman is N.com. it's okay. kind of a pun pun on my last name and yeah. seo of course um and uh, then i can reply to any questions i can really help um provide yeah mentoring or IDs. uh i'm really keen on sharing knowledge um and i'm really keen on helping um yeah the smaller uh teams in uh in uh being better at seo
1: That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So uh, I, I really want to thank you, Baba, for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure. And I think a lot of people get a ton of value from this episode. So thanks so much. And we'll talk later, Hope.
0: Thank you very much. It was my pleasure.